This is Off The Ball Breakfast. If we're honest, I think there is a fascination about a female who fights like Katie Taylor. Subscribe to the Off The Ball Breakfast podcast on the Off The Ball app now. Zemo going on his own, he gets the try! The Red 78. We're both monster people. Everybody gets over the line, try from Monster! Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. Hello and welcome to the Red 78, a Monster podcast for Monster fans. My name is Rory O'Hagan. We have a lot to discuss on this week's show as Monster put Glasgow Warriors to the sword at a bitterly cold Musgrave Park. There's the big, big uh, clash with Bayonne coming up this week and plenty more to discuss as well. And who better to talk us through it all than Monster legends Alan Quinlan and Fiona Hayes. Guys, how are you? Great. Flying it now. Quinny? Very good, Rory. Yeah, very good. Thanks a million. Yeah, all good. Yeah. Good weekend from on the sporting front. It certainly was. Has your stress levels uh, recovered from that Liverpool game at the weekend? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> surely, yeah. Jesus Christ, it's a fairly up and down scenario. But they're doing all right. They're doing much better than they were last year, anyway. So, um, no, it was a good weekend. Started off well on Friday night with the the win in Cork. I think. Um, Obviously, we're going to go in-depth in that, but um, it was a good start on Friday. Fiona, how was your weekend? Yeah, great. Um, was coaching most of the weekend, so we were away up in Dublin. We were playing top of the table class with Old Belvedere, so we came away with just about the win 2015. So, yeah, so we're top of the table. Haven't lost a game yet. Um, one game left for Christmas, so good times. Almost there. Almost there. All right, we certainly have plenty uh, to discuss on this week's show and uh, plenty of comments coming in to us, Fiona, uh, about that win over Glasgow Warriors. An impressive win from Munster, but certainly not one uh, without a share of criticism as well. But Fiona, the comments coming in, a lot of them uh, referencing Munster's mall defence, which was a, a big worry. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the comments definitely were around the same thing because Quinny was looking for negatives and people straight away could uh, spot that. Um, look, Tom Lonergan came in with positives. We smashed Glasgow in the first quarter and um, another negative of the, the win was we took the, the boot off the juggler. Great revenge for last March in Tolman Park nonetheless. Um, and he's looking to the for- game ahead and he said we need to be wary of Camille Lopez. He's a wily old fox and will kick penalty points anywhere um, and we need to avoid penalties. I think it was 11 penalties at the weekend I think we, we gave away. But um, look, uh, Paul Robertson, another guy was tweeting in. Thanks for all the tweets, guys, as well. His uh, main concern would be the mall and he's referencing Graham Roundtree. He said we can't afford to ship points like that against the top European teams in particular we would get hammered attacking wise there's a lot of good there we will be even more of a threat once Nankerville gets fully up to speed um, uh, this is for you Connor Linhin is telling you Quinny we're going all the way again Quinny I can smell it he said she's very optimistic <laughs> very optimistic this early um, and Tom Keating said negative the mall tries conceded from there and the lineup misfired again and Paddy came in with need a hooker Quinny Barron's a good player but we're in a bit thin on the ground if he's injured I wouldn't be worried about the mall defence we'll get it right scrum's okay but if you have a line out in the sport if you don't have a line out in the sport you're um, effed <laughs> he said so yeah um, 
Yeah, I think it's, I, I, we were talk, chatting about that as well last week. Um, and it's definitely, we need to, I think they've, they, they, have we seen, has he trained much, the guy they brought in? I know he's with Jersey Reds. He's an ex-Munster player. Um, Quinny, have you heard anything about him no, in training? No, not see, seen, not seen or heard anything yet. Um, I think, um, uh, Niall Scannell is still out when no mm. real news when he's going to be back. Um, Scott Buckley, I suppose, has been, we are thin on the ground. We spoke about it, so it is. It is an area that's uh, that's worrying, but um, they just don't. The depth uh, that you would want is not there at the moment. But they've just got to continue on. Dermot Byrne is is really important, obviously, and he's captain aside the last few weeks as well. Yeah, and just uh, another one, Chris Tobin. Attack wise, we're huge threat. Our mall defence was woeful. Our line out is creaking, but make allowances for the young guys in the pack. A Hearn, a Dogbo, Hodnett, etc. You can't teach experience, but players and coaches need to get up to speed and quick for this big game. Yeah, certainly lots to, uh, to get through from those comments. Uh, let's start with the positives, guys, because there were certainly plenty of those in Musgrave Park. Quinny, what was the thing that stood out for you most from a positive point of view from Munster's performance on Friday? Um, the attack is the obvious one, isn't it? Um, they're pretty ruthless early on. Uh, the way the game started, um, the intensity that they brought and the skill levels. Um, I think that was probably the most impressive thing. And, um, you know, we were talking and, and wondering, could they, you know, they showed some really good glimpses in their attack, um, against Leinster the week before. Again, the narrative is, well, Leinster were poor, Munster were, were Munster really good, but, Glasgow did make a number of changes. We can't get away from the fact um, they made seven or eight changes in their team uh, from the team that beat um, Ulster convincingly the week before. Um, But um, I think Munster started the game really well and Glasgow still a very physical side, really strong forwards, some dangerous players in their back line as well. But um, I think Munster just focused on themselves and they Going back to the game last March at Thorman Park where Glasgow were 28 nil up at half time. I think Munster were probably very mindful of that, I'm sure, and very mindful of starting the game well. So they did that brilliantly. It's 26 5 at half time. Uh, the one kind of negative in that first half was, was that first small try. Shane Daly got the ball in the backfield and had a, a lot of time. And look, if he does something magical and makes a line break and goes up along that touchline, and Munster score out of it. Yes, it's it's the right decision. But I just think, again, it's a little bit of a learning curve, managing the tempo of the game, managing the scoreboard, and being just making good decisions when you're in a good position. So, um, really good the attack. I think it's it's it was superb. Their breakdown was really good as well. Uh, the cleanouts were 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 superb and. I think that was a pleasing part to see that they continued on and they grew in confidence from that from the Leinster game the week before, and you know that's an area that we we now look at Munster with confidence that we have ability to move the ball, get in good shape. Um, the pods are working really well together, and I think that's something that obviously needs to improve a lot going forward. Um, so really good start, Dermot Barnes try sensational try. Mm. Fiona, what pleased you the most about uh, Monsters, I suppose, attack? Yeah, yeah, similar. It was just the speed, the speed Casey brought, and that all, as Quinny said, that's all got to do with the barreling and the breakdown and 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 those clean outs and how they were able to move the balls so quickly. 
Um, I don't think Glasgow knew what hit him from from the off. Munster came out, uh, came out, um, firing, and things just seemed to click. There was the combinations were were brilliant to watch. You know, um, we'll speak about it later. But that Hodnett and um, you know, Coombs young back row as well. Hodnett Coombs and and Tom Ahern and and they seem to be clicking. And it's not just you know they're doing their work in defence and they're doing their work in the breakdown, but it's it's their connection in with the outside backs getting Nankaville, Shane Daly, they seem to be popping up everywhere. And we know, obviously, Munster played that 1-3-3-1 system. And to have someone of um, Tom Ahern's height out in that channel, I think we might be seeing a few more crossfield kicks going to, pl- uh, to plan. Um, because, you know, six foot nine of him, he's a nice target to be aiming at. And look, I know we did uh, Crowley at advantage, but it was just beautiful rugby to watch it. You know, obviously, we spoke about, I think there was a tweet come in as well. Someone spoke about how cold it was there and dropping a chip down someone's back at some stage and some guy didn't even feel it but I, I think it just you know if you're in that crowd the style of rugby that you're watching was so exciting um, edge of the seat stuff and that's what people want you want to be watching that attack flowing and it was brilliant at times I, I just add to that add to that Rory I think for for Munster um, to to be successful and win matches, they've got to they've got to come out and be physical. I think they can't rely on on just X factor players and individual brilliance for somebody to do something special and strike every ten or fifteen minutes. They've got a it's a kind of um, relentless kind of game that that you know we know they're talking about the way they train with pace and tempo, but they've got to be really physical and. Um, I'm not saying that we that there's not special players in the team. There's loads of really top quality players, but they've got to work as a unit. And I think that's the most pleasing for me now. There looks like there's a nice bit of cohesion in the team. There was a couple of changes. Um, Nankerville was really good coming back in mm. the centre. Himself and Frisch look really dangerous, I think. Um, so, you know, overall, I think the start of the game, setting setting the tone, um, obviously, when you play well like that at home, and they've they've shown it this year in the home games, um, you've got to to go to the next level. You've got to do that away from home, and you've got to bring a consistency. And I know it's going to be a very very busy period the next seven or eight weeks, um, right up to the end of January. Um, a lot of really important matches, but that's the challenge. Keep that going. And I always say in in sport, in life as well, you try and really. Um, Acknowledge your strengths, and that's a real strength for Munster, that attack and that flow of their game. You have to kind of obviously address the weaknesses, which are the mall, and we get into that a little bit better. But I just love the way they start started the game, and they were quite physical and uh, really intent in what they were doing, winning a lot of dominant collisions. And that's that's the tone that they have to keep bringing if they can, you know. Yeah, certainly. So, um, Tom O'Hearn, uh, let's get back to him, Fionn, because when he was named at six, did that raise um, an eyebrow for you and how happy were you with his performance at six? Yeah, look, I think the first game I was a little bit shocked and I probably, in my own head, I put it down to maybe Ty Byrne not playing back row got to do with the scrum issues that he that they'd moved him into. They wanted Tom O'Hearn on the pitch and um, Ty, grow, or Ty Byrne in the second row to, to help out those props. But... God, he's proved me wrong. I, I, I always thought he was an excellent second row, but and not as 
physical as I would have thought, but what he's brought to um, the last couple of performance has been huge. It started out obviously with a very physical game against Leinster. Um, you know, he's looking at Joe McCarthy, who's probably snuck ahead of him in, in the eyes, I suppose, of Ireland coaches. And he was, you know, up in, in those couple of Irish camps. But I thought he just offered so much at back row as I spoke about his height. Um, you know, we, we've been talking about the physical and the height of Ryan Baird and in, in the past and, and how physical he is and he's an athletic and he's brilliant around the, the pitch. But I think Tom Hearn is really after coming into the frame as a potential, um, six filler for Peter O'Mahony. Um, he's, you know, what was brilliant as well is his ability to square up, you know, to, to release the players. We saw him. There's not a very often you see a, a second row and a back row looking so calm on that side of the pitch when, when they have loads of space. We normally put, expect him to put the head down and just carry, but he just his beautiful hands, he was able to fix a defender and I think it was pushed uh, daily away on the outside and he's just been excellent in the last couple of games and as I said it, it's it's his ability to interlink with the backs as well as the physical nature and what he can offer defensively and offensively in the line out is brilliant as well so if you can have your back rows as, as tall as your second rows you've got a lot more options in there. Yeah, Connie, the Irish Times had an article during the week saying that uh, he could be the long-term successor to Peter Manny at six. Um, I know we're probably getting a bit get, bit giddy on the Tom O'Hearn hype early in the season, but is that a long-term view that he could be Peter's replacement? Um, yeah, it's a possibility. I think um, he's 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 a really top-quality athlete. I think he needs to get better at certain areas of his game, probably the physical collisions and... and um, the aggressive nature that's required to play his second row back or um, he's undoubted qualities and strengths are his ball carrying ability, his athleticism, line out um, potential to win and steal opposition ball as well. So um, he, we haven't seen a lot of, of Thomas Ahern the last few years. There's been lots of injuries. Um, his body's kind of broken down a little bit at times. I think he's had kind of muscle strains and tears and stuff like that. It's part and parcel of it. I'd loads of injuries myself. It's not a, it's not a slight on him. I think he's developing and growing, uh, physically. I hope he doesn't grow any taller because, and I don't think he will <laughs> at this stage. He's six foot eight, but yeah. he's a really, um, athletic quality player who in his underage career was a full back. Um, so having him in those wider channels will definitely op- offer you, uh, more variety, um, a potency to, to do cross field kicks and, even get him, him his hands on the ball because he's a really quick, fast, athletic runner with the ball, and uh, yeah, so very impressive, and he's done really well. But look, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't get too carried away. The, playing in the back row, going into Europe is is another step up, um, and you know the business end of the season. I'm just really pleased for him at the moment, and I don't think we should look too far ahead. Um, Munster have a lot of good back rows. Ruan Quinn, Brian Gleeson are, we're very excited about those young players coming through. Um, so, you know, a number of players can play in that sixth position, but to see him there in the last two weeks doing really well was, was certainly very pleasing. Yeah, so plenty of uh, positives to take uh, from that performance on Friday night. But I suppose the main negative we've touched on already, all the comments are talking about it, is that mall defence. Uh, Fiona Hayes, with your coaching hat on, what went wrong for Munster in that mall defence on Friday night? Quinny will agree with me in this. I think everything was just slow to set. I think when when they they knew Glasgow were mauling, they were just slow in getting into the 
height that they needed to get in. They were very passive. So it was almost Glasgow were coming at them. One of the biggest um, things that disappointed me was that first, I think it was the first uh, try. Um, it was a throw to the back um, and it was just too easy. It was a simple throw to the back. They di- Munster didn't compete, so we didn't even go up in the air and there was no one in that back channel that hit it like a train and the mulch simply just shifted off to the left-hand side and it was it was over in a matter of seconds. So that's far too easy. I know it's harder to defend them all at the back of the line-out, but it was, it was just too simple. And I, I think Casey, they'd obviously switched him into to stand in the line closer to the line, but they needed to get someone, a big ball player that was going to hit that mall when it was coming at him because we know Glasgow are going to five metres out. If you don't compete in a, in a line-out, you need to be set up. You need to be hitting them a lot quicker. And it's something I think with Munster as well, they seem to look, I know with I, I've done a little bit with coaching with Tommy O'Donnell and and how that we the women would be training a lot similarly. They're trying to enforce the systems in 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 how how you defend or how we attack. Like we're trying to get similar things between all the age grade squads. And I know with that line out that they kind of like to get in early and set. And I definitely didn't see that. I just thought it was too slow and they really struggled when there was a shift of weight, either upright or up left. We couldn't deal with that power coming through. Yeah, Graham Roundtree said afterwards that the win was tainted, Quinny, because of the concession of those mall tries. What did you see when you were looking at the malls and how did Munster improve it heading into Saturday? Um, well, they just need to to obviously sit down as a group of forwards. I think Andy Kiriakou is... is He'd probably be most frustrated because he's the one um, tasked with the job of getting the forwards right. Um, it was really disappointing. I think um, there was three three mall tries, a penalty uh, try from one that was going towards the line as well, and then another one that was stopped just short. And then Rory Darge, the the, the the Glasgow number seven, who was really prominent throughout the game. I thought he had a brilliant game, and he cyber under a lot of pressure at times. Um, he picked and went, and it's probably the one frustrating part for Thomas Ahern before he came off. Um, he missed that tackle, and and mm. that's what I'm talking about. Just they're the little fundamentals that the nitty gritty stuff in tight, the one on one battles. You've got to, um, you've got to win them or at least get parity. So, um, it wasn't out of lack of trying from Thomas Ahern. I just technically he was a tiny bit slow and a little bit passive in 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 trying to smash him, but. When you concede five tries, and, and they're all directly from malls, um, very concerning. It's not in Munster's DNA, is it? And if you were to tell anyone afterwards who didn't see the game that Munster conceded five tries and they all came from the malls and they won with a, they scored six themselves, won 40 points to 29, you'd say, Jesus, that was, that's crazy. That's not something you'd associate with Munster. Um, not something we normally associate with Glasgow either. Every team is trying to work on their mall for sure. But they just sensed um, a vulnerability there from the Munster pack and they capitalised and they kept going for it. Um, now, you can always argue and say, well, some of the penalties and some of the entry points into the 22 and close to Munster's line were poor. Discipline needs to be better, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, you just have to be more aggressive there and cohesive. They're going on ones and twos. Um, the first point of contact is ver- there's very little aggression there. Mm. It's it's passive. They're kind of binding up two players where the ball is thrown, and they're kind of driving into it as if to uh, probably in in third gear. I'd say um, you need for me with a mall, and um, 
stand to be corrected here. I think the first thing, the first person who engages with the opposition of all time, they've got to go balls out 100% aggressive. Mm-hmm. If they get a twist or a turn or a creak in the mall, the next guy has to come in really uh, quickly with loads of energy as well. So you have two guys who are really fighting and being really in, an absolute nuisance. And then obviously you get a, get a pivot point right in the center where you have resistance that that mall is not going forward. And then you make it messy and you lock up as quickly as you can. So from all of the, the, the five uh, attack malls that they had, what I can see very evidently is Monster players are going in twos and threes and ones, and they're they're very much isolated, and the levels of aggression are are not where they need to be. I'm not saying you have to go in swinging punches or grabbing people around the head or doing anything stupid. I just mean, um, look, you're never going to split up a mall every time um, straight away, uh, but that should be your goal. How do we stop this from getting great body position from the opposition? How do we stop them from getting really set? Because the hardest part about a mall is when the opposition gets set and that ball is transferred back to the back of the mall. That's when they're technically on the front foot. Then you have to have that six or seven forwards really. It's like a scrum situation that they just have to really hold that pressure that's coming forward. Well, that is part one of the Red 78. To listen to the full episode where we talk about our star of the week, we build up to this week's clash with Bayonne and Toman Park. And Quinny talks about the Battle of Bayonne in 2007, become an Off the Ball member. Check out offtheball.com forward slash join for all the details. You can become a member on the Off the Ball app, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube for 9 99 a month. The Red 78. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. I'd like to think I know a lot. <laughs>